0: Hello everybody and welcome to what we're calling Season 2, but also the Autumn Winter Term of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Weekly?
1: Episode 1.
0: Episode 1.
1: Season 2, Autumn Winter Term, Episode 1.
0: The podcast with many names. Good luck getting that onto Buzzsprout. Anyway, so um, let's play the intro music. That's what we normally do, isn't it? FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, cyclists, walkers, bikers and cyclists, all welcome. Walkers, plodders, shufflers, shunters, bimblers, bimblers, plodders, mimblers, mimblers, and shufflers. You're all welcome. (laughs) Why is that funny? (laughs)
1: Can I not have a mouthful of tea when you make me laugh, please?
0: Okay, is it because I said shuffle us? I don't know. <laughs> okay, um, basically it's for everyone. Um, mm. uh, that's that's the goal. Um, and this is our podcast and we've been out of the, out of the podcast loop for, uh, I'd say, maybe two months now. So... Um, We've both kind of forgotten a little bit about how it all goes, mm. um, and we haven't done any sort of research, like listening to the last one or anything like that, so no. we're just going to kind of wing it, really. But um, I'm Fetch, um, although my mum calls me Ian, and I'm joined here by the lovely Katie. B. Katie B, if you're looking for a Fetch name. I'm I just here. call her Katie. There you go.
1: I'm just about here, actually.
0: Yeah. Only just. Why?
1: I'm just a bit tired. I've had a week. I've mm. had a week. I have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you had quite a week.
1: I had quite a week.
0: Yeah, but it was mainly like a day, and then the, and then the week that followed just
1: yeah. sort of. Well, because of <clears> the <throat> COVID thing. Uh, <clears throat> COVID <clears throat> thing. Last week, the week that I was supposed to be having off, this week hasn't happened. So yeah. I've had a. A bit more work to do this week than I was hoping for. But that's fine. I've coped. And probably, actually, keeping moving has been a good thing. Yeah, Um, I haven't done as much knitting as I was hoping to do this week. But I have nearly finished another sock, so...
0: Yeah. If you're too exhausted to do knitting, you are too Mm. exhausted for the world. Mm. I think that's a famous quote, isn't it? Mm. Or is, is that Paris or something like that? Too right. exhausted for Paris, you know. If you're bored of Paris, that's the I, one.
1: Yeah, I doubt it was yeah. knitting, but that I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why not? Mm. So, for those of you that don't know, um on Sunday morning, Katie did walk the White, which is a uh, an ultra marathon, as it turns out. It's billed um,
1: as a twenty-six point five mile walk. Yeah, And it was actually 27 and a half, which made quite a big difference to me on the day. Yeah. To my my general demeanour and mood at the end.
0: Yes, definitely. Events that are either too short or too long always provoke some quite strong Mm -hmm. feelings amongst those who are participating, I find.
1: Yeah, it's made me very sure. I mean, I was quite sure before this, but it's made me very sure now that Ultras... That you go into knowing they're not accurately measured because they can't be because of the terrain and whatnot, but also those ultras um, where the psych- psychological side of it and there's there's no kind of definite ending point. They're definitely off the table for me. There's a yeah. I you very mean, much those learned... James
0: Adams ones where you have to Binks. Binks, yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows James <laughs> Adams. So he's written a book, you know. No. Yes. Yes, oh. I believe he's only got one palette left. Oh, um, so I wish
1: I'd known about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, a little advert. It's called running and stuff, um, and I've read it, and it's actually really good.
1: Yeah, I've also um, read it. I've had, to, I think, I have a signed copy.
0: Yeah, and if you've ever seen the phrase um, "sun cream moment" on um, mm. the website, I think it actually comes from the it book. It does. Yeah. So
1: actually, the unsigned copies are the rare ones. So look out yes. for those. <laughs> um.
0: Um but yes, do, do look that up if you're looking for some reading material. Yeah. Um it's very good.
1: So whilst in fact whilst I was doing Walk the White, mm. uh Binks was running his Bingo event, which yeah. is uh is quite psychologically torturous, I believe. Um yeah. so make sure you look that one up. Um because I think he quite enjoys doing that one. Um so it will be on again, I'm sure. Yeah. Um and so. actually the winner this year is Afetchy. Yeah. So.
0: And I think, in essence, you and, and it's it's like actual bingo. Where it you, is, yeah. You keep running laps and you pull a number out of the hat and you keep going until you've got all your numbers or something. Yeah, you like have that, to
1: pull one of Binx's balls out of a, a bag. Oh. And you have three numbers on your running. On your running number, you have three numbers. Yeah. And obviously, they're the ones that you're looking to cross off.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. It sounds devastatingly tough, Mm. particularly if your numbers are not coming up that day. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we are talking about Walk the White.
1: That's true. Um,
0: So I've got a question for you, um, and this perhaps fills in a bit of the history. Um, When did you realise this was something you wanted to do?
1: Well, when did I realise that? Okay, so um, it was actually shortly after Dad died in February,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and I had vaguely heard of Walk the White and I knew that the hospice that dad was in for his last week um, that was their main fundraiser was this walk across um, the Isle of Wight and I realised that this year's was due to take place on dad's birthday which is the 9th of May. Um, Obviously last Sunday was not the 9th of May and uh, you probably all realise why it's been put off to the 12th of September because of jolly old COVID reasons mm. and I think that was a very wise decision by them but at the time that I entered it it felt like very kind of meant to be you know like a, it was for the hospice that dad was in when he died mm. it was his birthday it was the place that he loved to be he loved being outdoors on the otherwise so it all felt very meant to be and then shortly after I'd entered it probably about a week or so actually it was moved to the 12th of September which was yeah. in one way very disappointing uh, but in another way very good because i got a lot more training done than i would have done
0: i think they just kept it on your dad's birthday for long enough to get you to enter Mm. just you know yeah reel you in yeah like a like a little fishy and then they pulled you across to september where you had a a bit more time to train as well and yeah a lot of more experience of walking in the warmer weather
1: yes it actually worked out fine and and actually the weather on the day was fantastic and perfect um and my worries about finishing in the dark didn't happen—not no. by quite a long way. No, um, <laughs> I so. think you were
0: asleep before it was dark.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: So six a.m. start then. So we um, we were in a B and B that was about uh, maybe two miles away from the start, mm-hmm. and yeah. crept along. And, and I just booted you out of the car at six a.m. Yeah. Yeah, it was a
1: very low key start. You can start any time between six and eight and you start at Benbridge Airfield. And um, I kind of wandered along. And just as I came to the corner of a little, very little lane, um, kind of like one car wide lane, I heard this countdown from five and then a big kind of hooter going off. And obviously that was the main start. Mm. Um, when I managed to see a video of it later, it was very, very low-key. You know, like maybe 20 or 30 people actually went off on the dot. Yeah. Um, so I knew I was in the right place, which was kind of nice. And then when I got to the start, there was a obviously an inflatable arch. And I just mm. said to one of the volunteers, "Do I, can I just go? Do I need to do anything? And they were like, no, you've got your number. Just off you go. You don't need to register. You're fine. Um, and that was it. I walked yeah. through the arch and took my picture to send to you, so you knew I'd started and yeah. so I was you're, on my way.
0: You're, you were number forty-eight as well, yeah. and I think going into this, we didn't realise what sort of size event it was, yeah. and wondered like whether there might be forty-eight people doing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard to to know. And I also thought it would be a lot more low key than it it was. Um,
2: yeah, it
1: was. It was a huge event, wasn't it? I mean. The, the organisation of it was, I think, very good for the walkers. Mm. I think it was maybe not so good for the motorists, which I know you experienced some of that. Yeah. Uh, because what they'd done on the roads when walkers had to cross is they'd actually put temporary traffic lights in.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and some of them were not maybe set up for the most efficient way for the motorists. Yeah. Um. Some of the feedback that I saw on social media yeah. later was... That's about that.
0: I think a lot of the time they could probably have got away with someone with one of those stop and go yeah, signs
1: probably on a,
0: a lollipop, that kind of thing. But it
1: because... gave the volunteers real backup knowing that they had traffic lights Yeah, that were there. And there were a lot of roads to cross and um, so lots of volunteer points and the, the volunteers were great. They were very encouraging. I got a lot of kind of what felt like really good kind of personal chat, you know, not just like the, something that they'd repeated over and over again. And mm. um, they were absolutely fantastic. I think a lot of them were from the Rotary Clubs on the island. Um, so we start at six at the airfield and the, you shoot straight up quite a steep hill to a place called Culverdown where there's a monument. And it's also where my Two dad's... Monuments. Yeah. It's also where my dad's ashes are. Um, so that was a really kind of nice moment for me. To kind of pass by, and I said hello to him, and mm. that was nice. And so within the first mile, I kind of felt that lovely kind of proper connection, which was really nice. Um, and then it was just kind of onwards. And the first half it is it, so it, it literally is a, a walk of two halves because you can you can do the first half and stop at Carriagebrook mm. Castle, and you can do the second half. And that first half is probably the less inspiring bit apart from that first bit of the monument where the sun was rising so it was absolutely stunning um i have put some photos in the gallery as well um and so that first bit is sort of through countryside and woods and and on all sorts of different paths and things and then around about halfway you get to carriagebrook castle which is is lovely and you can do just that section from mm. the start to halfway and you can then start at halfway and do the second bit. And I would highly recommend, if you're only going to do half, walk the right, do the second half. Because mm. the second half, you walk up for about four miles um, gradually. And then you get onto the kind of top ridge of the Isle of Wight where you can see England on, on your right. And then you come out through... Sorry.
0: The North Island. Sorry, as... the
1: North Island. Um, <laughs> And then you come out from the woods and you can see the other side of the island and you can actually see the cliffs by the needles, which is the sort of the finishing point, really. Mm. And you can then see that pretty much all the way for the rest of the walk. It's kind of tantalisingly there in the in the distance, yeah. which is just fantastic. Um, and the it was very clear. So you could see for miles. It was just wonderful. Yeah.
0: I don't know what it was like the, too much the day before, but certainly the day after the event, it was very grey and muggy and awful visibility. Yeah,
1: the island so was you really, really grey, wasn't it? Got yeah.
0: lucky with with that. Mm. Mm. Um, but from my point of view, um, I was trying to follow you around the island. Yeah. Um, so I dropped you off and I hung hung out for a bit. Mm. and then I tried to get some pastry and coffee to you. Mm. Um, so I've got uh, the Find My Friends app on my phone that shows where your dot is. Yeah. So I tried to get ahead of your dot to deliver you um, some breakfast, um, but your dot had frozen and, <laughs> and you'd gone past the checkpoint where I yeah. waited for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so then I drove on to somewhere else that I thought you might be going through, but there was no sign of any volunteers or walkers. And and on lots of occasions, you'd be driving around and you'd see this little stream of yellow t-shirted people, and so you'd know you were in roughly the right place. Yeah. Um, But it was tricky because the sat-nav in our car um, doesn't seem to recognise place names. So if you put in, like, Carisbrook, for example, it would go, you what, mate? Um mm-hmm. so I was having to g- grab postcodes from my phone or look at the route on my phone find a place name find somewhere in that place name that I could search a postcode for like a pub or something like that mm. get hold of the postcode then put the postcode into the sat nav <laughs> and in that time you carried on walking a little <laughs> bit further yes. Um so it was quite, quite yeah. torturous really and then all the the traffic lights. Um, so for the walkers, it was great, but there mm. were sort of 200-metre queues of yeah. motorists. Yeah. Some were quite irate, yes. <laughs> about the whole thing, but yeah. mostly it was good. Um, and I managed to catch up with you at nine, and then, would you say, about 19 miles or something?
1: Yeah, I think the first one, was it as, as much as nine? I mean, I, so the, the first bit of the walk, you kind of... Um, it feels as if you're just in the middle of the countryside you wouldn't have any reference points to the sea or the island or anything like that and um, just before i saw you which was coming up to Arreton, um it was a really sandy path nowhere near a beach at all but just very very sandy and really hard work and so seeing you at that point was amazing because you'd bought me coffee which is just like massive tick and a pastry which was an, another massive tick. I was able to offload some stuff into the car, which was just brilliant. Um, and then, just after I'd seen you, even nicer, there was a big checkpoint with a whole load of port-a-loose. Um And so I was able to go for a portly wee, which was, I mean, they were in pretty good nick when I got there. So that was OK. Um, and that was that was kind of the beginning of a bit more of an interesting and quite nice bit of the walk as well yeah along there so yeah that was good and I was seeing similar people at the checkpoints I'd I'd kind of they'd go past me or I'd go past them and then we'd see each other at the checkpoints and kind of be together for a bit and then we'd switch off Mm. again and, and change but the the bit where you missed seeing me which was Carisbrook That was a really big party atmosphere. You didn't get to see that bit, but it was because it was the start and the finish of the half walks. There's just lots of music and lots of kind of volunteers around. And there was a lady counting us in and I was number 198 as she was counting. And um, it was just, it just felt really, it was a big lift. Yeah. And thank you, Fal. That was where I changed my socks and um, had a bit of a longer break there. Um, and then off I went into the, into, to the sound of S Club 7, so I was thinking of Santa Baby as well, it was Reach for the Stars, um, so that was great, and off I went thinking, I'm going to see Ian in a minute as well, this is great, I'm, I'm up, I've got the lovely music, I've got fresh socks, I'm going to see Ian. <laughs> and then we came out of Carisbrook, and you kind of go down a really long, quite steep footpath which is not very easy underfoot and I was with a couple of other people and we were chatting and then we came to the road bit and you climb up the road out of Carishbrook and onto another footpath which then just goes up quite steeply
2: mm.
1: and this lovely old gent who'd started in Carishbrook said to me oh you know is this your first time when we started chatting and he said well this is a really nice bit because we don't cross a road for another five miles and I just went oh okay <laughs> I'm definitely not going to see my husband then, for until I get to 19 or 20 miles. Um, yeah. And then he said, "Yeah." And the other thing is, it's four miles of uphill now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, see you good. later. This is all good news. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was. It was a very nice atmosphere with everyone.
0: So at that point, I was fighting the traffic and yes. trying to get ahead of you, whilst also trying to. Um, deliver your mother-in-law so she could uh clap eyes on you as well and yeah we actually aborted when
1: you say my mother-in-law that's actually your mother what you who you're talking about is my stepmom
0: <laughs> right yeah that's what took me so long i had to nip off to wales <laughs> to get my she was quite confused she didn't really realize what was happening but um uh no so your stepmom yes yeah. um and so we I tried to get her to see you, but then I had to abort that plan, take her back, and then whiz out again. I got sworn up by a guy in a Subaru um, because I wasn't smushing cyclists oh, into the you should be smushing, into the ground yeah. as quickly as he That's would like. That's selfish of you. I know, I know, I, you know, mm. is what I was thinking. I'll get her next time, Mr. Subaru. Um, but then I did eventually get you at about sort of 19, and you were you were a little bit more advanced in your... <laughs> In your weariness I and was. everything, but I yeah. ran up a bit of a hill to see you. And, yeah, um,
1: yeah. my right IT band had started to tug on my on the outside of my knee. Anyone who's had a right IT band, or a left one, both are just as annoying as each other. Left one's never
0: quite so bad, I find.
1: <laughs> Anyone who's had an IT band issue around that that bit on the knee where it rubs, it's just really horrible and especially going downhill it, Hill, it really feels quite grating
2: yeah.
1: and, uh, and nasty and that had just started to happen and as I was coming down the hill I was quite hungry but at the same time I couldn't really face eating anything else in my backpack because I'd already had one packet of popcorn and one Snickers and that was the only food I had in my backpack So, um, so I was quite tired, quite hungry, my knee was sore and there was still quite a long way to go. And it felt like quite a long way, you know, at that yeah. point, I think.
0: And you were coming down one hill with another big, yes. big ass one ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> to so, lovely, to back up again. so
1: lovely granddad, old gent fellow who'd given me the news about the um, uphills for Mars, He was a genuinely lovely man. But he'd also kind of stopped me just before this point and said, when you're coming down the next hill, you'll see this big white scar through the landscape. And that's your next hill. <laughs> and, um, and when I'd, I was coming down the hill looking at it, thinking it looks like a cliff face. It looks, it looks really, but actually going uphill at that point was easier than mm. going down because of the IT band and just everything really. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, But you came scampering up the hill with a bag full of ham sandwiches. Sandwiches,
0: stepmum sandwiches.
1: And um, so Judy's sandwiches were delivered and I managed to kind of get some of those down me Mm. and they didn't have an immediate effect, but within probably about half a mile, I was feeling a bit more normal, a bit more like a normal person, and you walked up the White Scar Hill with me. I forget what that one's called. It's somewhere near Mottestone, I think.
0: Yeah, just after Brook.
1: Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not Mottestone because Motterstone was the checkpoint, again, yeah. that we missed each other, wasn't it? Um yeah. But the next checkpoint, I mean, I got up that with you, and then you turned back to the car. Mm. Um, and I knew that I would probably see you in Freshwater, and if not, I'd see you at the end.
0: Yeah, so I got back to the car and zoomed around to Freshwater, and spent a very long time trying to um, put my number plate into one of those um, parking things where you have to phone up and and tell them what the code is for the place where you're parking, Mm. and it was really tortuous. It was like, Press the the number on the keypad that corresponds mm. to the first letter of your number plate. So it's an M. So I press 6, I think, for M. And it says, do you mean M? If so, press 1. Do you mean N? <laughs> press 2. <laughs> for O, press 3. Or for the number 6, <laughs> press 4. And then so I, I pressed the right one. And then it said, so far you have entered M. And then do the second one. And after every single one, it told me the letters and numbers that I'd entered that far. So it just, I think I was on the phone for about 15 minutes. Um, but anyway, so I got parked and bought some ice creams and ran up another hill to find you. Um, and there you were. Yeah,
1: I couldn't, face, I couldn't face the ice cream, in fact. Um, and, I, and we just walked along quite a nice bit of grassy path, actually. It was probably one of the nicest surfaces all day. And that was really nice. And I can't remember whether that bit, yes, it was, wasn't it? So that bit before freshwater is almost a like a golf course.
0: I think it is exactly a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> almost, but not quite. <laughs> Just the hole's missing.
1: <laughs> it was a golf course. You're absolutely right. You're accurate there. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe I was delirious. But but that was a really nice bit because I walked, don't tell anyone, on the golf which was very nice springy grass.
0: Yeah, did you walk on the green bits of the holes?
1: No, I didn't walk on those bits, but I walked on the sides of those bits, but that was really nice. And again, beautiful views all the way down to the Military Road and uh, Compton Bay.
0: Just don't Um, walk on any cricket squares and we'll say no more about it. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, And then into Freshwater, and it was really nice to see you again. And again, saw Grandad, elderly Mm. gent, and... um, he gave me some more advice, which was when you come out of fresh water, you're going to walk, see the hill and see the cross at the top. You're going to walk all the way up to that cross. But after that cross, that's it. There's no more uphills. You're just going to do this lovely kind of gentle swooping down into Allen Bay and the finish. I was like, oh, that's fabulous. And the cross doesn't look too far. Oh, it's all good. Um, and my watch at that point said, I think... Well, it was 5k to go, wasn't there? Because I sent the classic Hendo uh, quote off to the the group that were stalking me. Um, 5k if it finished at 26.5 miles. And uh, so that all was very kind of good. And you walked up the steepest part of the hill with me. And it was all really nice. And then you turned back and I carried on. And that trudge up to the cross just... The cross just kept going further away. I don't know what who was doing that, but someone was just stretching the land and taking it backwards.
0: Some sort of anti
1: Kind of weird thing going on. Um, and you could tell the mood had kind of got a bit lower amongst the walkers just yeah. generally. And there was a, a lady whose partner had joined her at Freshwater and they were chatting away. Uh, or at least the person that joined at Freshwater was chatting away. And at one point, The person who'd done as much walking as me said, I've got no conversation. And that was it. (laughs) And the other one just went, oh, okay. And they had this little dog with them that had come from fresh water. And it was a teacup poodle, tiny little thing called Jasper, absolutely adorably cute. But multiple times over the next, I guess, two hours that we finished walking... I heard her answer the same questions about the dog. So, no, it's not a puppy. Yes, it is fully grown. (laughs) No, it hasn't walked all of the way. His name is Jasper. And in the end, she said to her partner, I wish I'd just got a T-shirt made for him as well. Yeah. Um, So I kind of edged away from them, actually, because there was a bit of tension there, and I just, (laughs) I just don't think I can listen to that anymore.
0: So you disappeared up the big hill.
1: So I disappeared up the big hill and at one point um, the lady with the poodle spoke to uh, a gent and then after he'd gone she said oh he's one of the doctors at the hospice and that kind of made me go oh that's good there's staff from the hospice actually here around me and that just feels really nice that they're all so yeah. Um. so yes, yeah, so one of the doctors and it made me think about dad again and, and I haven't mentioned in this chat about the moment when I had a full-blown conversation with my dad. Don't know whether I can talk about that, actually.
0: <laughs> uh, I can tell you what I recall from you telling me, and I remember feeling quite emotional about... Uh, several of the times when I saw you, it was quite emotional to see you sort of trudging on. Um, but I remember just how how real it all was, for you um and he just had a little chat with you and um sort of inquired as to what you're up to and <laughs> um so all right there we go now then that kind of thing um yeah. so it was like a, i think it it helped spur you on a bit didn't it, it
1: definitely helped spur me on i was i was feeling a wee bit i guess a little bit low because it had been a while since i'd seen you and um i had been on my own largely um the conversation did feel really real. I don't think my dad was actually, like, next to me, talking to me. It was all, sort of, obviously happening inside my head, but
0: mm.
1: it was massively comforting and...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, emotional.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt it, really. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that feeling that the people we've lost are yeah. still with us in terms of, you know, the that sort of physical reality that they created, I'm sounding all Kevin McLeod now, aren't <laughs> I? Um, but yeah. you, know, you you create that vision of someone over time.
1: Oh. Apologies Fetches. that was a little interlude for an electricity meter reading, but it has nicely broken the uh, the emotional tension, I think. That's good. Yes, we're, yeah. we're
0: clear of that bit now. Yeah. So um, I left you in Freshwater, I circled around to Allen Bay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's a, a massive sort of touristy thing there because of the needles, yeah, um, but there was a free parking in a field, and then I had a little five minute walk to um, to the finish, and yeah. I found the the big inflatable finish arch um, <laughs> in the field with music playing and a few people sort of wandering over the finish line and I thought what I'll do is I'll just follow the course backwards now because surely. Katie can't be very far away. Um, so I just mm. followed the stream of walkers back up the in the direction they were coming from. There was one weird point where they were coming from two directions at the same time. Mm. So I think some people may have taken a slightly different route. Yeah. Um, but I think in total, I'd been walking for about 15 minutes by the time I finally <laughs> got to you. And so I was in
1: a bit of a grump, wasn't
0: I? You'd definitely gone into a whole another mode of of reality at that point
1: I think that's the first time when you said can I take your bag and I just said yes
0: yeah pretty much
1: (laughs) up until that point I mean like no no I'm fine it's cool it's not very heavy blah blah blah. Um, but I just for context I walked up to the to the cross and when I got to the cross where um, elderly gent had told me there were no more uphills from there I could see ahead of me another down and another up and they were Mm -hmm. relatively gentle compared to the things we'd done but it was—it just was difficult to see that and think...
0: Was he within okay. striking distance at this point?
1: <laughs> no, I hadn't seen him for a little while at this point. He was probably um,
0: cattling in the bushes somewhere.
1: <laughs> so there were cows at the cross, um, which I, I could be bothered, just about be bothered to take a photo of them because they were unusual enough um, and friendly enough with the people sitting that I thought, oh, that's quite a nice photo. But after that, I had lost my sense of humour. And when I clicked over 26 and a half miles and I was still just at the very pointy bit of where the needles start and I knew that I still had what looked like quite a long way to get to the inflatable arch, which you could sort of tantalisingly see in the, in the distance. I just felt aggrieved, <laughs> which is just so silly. It <laughs> is so silly. And you know afterwards that it's a really ridiculous emotion because of course a walk like that is not going to be accurate. Of course it isn't. It's not going to be like a road race which is accurately measured. But it was just that moment of oh I've still got to keep going. And I'd really kind of in my head I'd I'd managed to twenty-six and a half. And then when we met, we'd walked her a little way and I said, Well, how much further is it then, do you think? And you kind of seemed hesitant but told me that it was ten minutes. Another three days. <laughs> which you may as well have said it was another three days. Mm. Um, but yeah, from there it was a, a kind of a stumbling, slow, aching walk, yeah, really they to were, the end.
0: There were three or four steps into a, a field just before the finish. No, as they well,
1: there must have been at least twelve steps.
0: Twelve flights, I think. Now <laughs> I think about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and they they I got behind you and just shoved. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um but I've got another question for you. Yeah. Um so for about mm, six months before the the event, you've been saying to me, Can I d can I actually do this? Yeah. And then, you know, it sort of intensified as we got closer. I I don't know whether I can do this. Mm. You know. At what point did you realize that yes, you damn well could do this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was when I got to twenty Mm. Uh, I thought, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to march through whatever comes up now. Mm. I'm going to get through that because, as I say, that you know, that the IT band was bothering me and everything was quite sore. My feet were very hot and and kind of not quite burning feeling, but definitely sort of hot spots and you know all of the discomforts. They could intensify, I knew that they could intensify, but it didn't feel like there was going to be anything that would absolutely stop me with that amount of distance mm. to go.
0: There was quite a tense bit in the field after after you'd finished. Yeah. Where you flopped down and you said, I'd like you to very carefully <laughs> untie my laces, remove my shoes and peel off my socks, please. Um, and I think you were expecting there to be an absolute bloodbath. And <laughs> it was yeah. just... I think you had like a, a tiny, like a pinprick on the end of one of your toes that had bled. Yeah. But I totally know the feeling. Like yeah. on long walks, yeah. your toes just get so hot and you feel like surely there must be, you know, you, mm. you're about to pass out with the blood loss. But
1: <laughs> It didn't feel like that, but I... There were definitely two toes on my left foot that were feeling really quite sore and the the sort of ball of the foot on both sides were hot and they felt kind of blisterish, like there Mm. could be a blister there. But there was absolutely nothing, was there? It was absolutely like mint
0: condition, I would
1: say. (laughs) Mint condition. Um, and yeah, I mean, I rested for a little while in the field um, until you went very kindly and got the car for me and, and I could get in sort of a lot closer.
0: Folded you into the passenger seat.
1: Um, but there was absolutely no way. I mean, I, I just... I I know that people... I know I've run a marathon. I've I've done that. And I know you feel really tired after it. But I can remember going for meals after a marathon. I can remember, you know... But there was no I think, way I could have done that after. I mean, I guess it was just because it was such a long time on my feet.
0: I, I think suppose. in 2015 we had about a two-mile walk to get to the Bedford Harriers bus after the That's marathon, right. and that was
1: yeah. that was bad
0: enough. But yeah, not as bad as this.
1: But it, it's it's strange, isn't it? To you sort of, and I, I mean, I'd a, always suspected that walking a marathon would be harder for me than than running one, and it was definitely a lot harder and i think i'm not the fastest of walkers i think that you know there were definitely people overtaking me on the day um and i was thinking how are you walking that fast and you know they weren't mm. particularly much taller than me or anything like that they just seemed to be getting on with it a bit more yeah.
0: the poles were a problem i think you said not not the polish people there are there are no. Of people no um but the... People with
1: poles that suddenly flung them out to the side. Yeah. Um, but actually, I was a bit jealous of people with poles. They looked quite handy. They looked like they could... I mean, not for whacking people with, but, you know, or for... Some...
0: <laughs> people who tell you there's no more uphills. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they just... They did look like they steadied them and gave them a bit of momentum as well. Yeah. Um, I think I would, n- I would not do that distance again as a walk. Mm. Um, I'm really, really glad I've done it. I feel so happy that I've completed it. Um, the fundraising looks like it's going uh, with, to, with the um, gift aid, looks like it's going to knock on about two grand. So I'm really pleased about that. Yeah. Um, I know
0: you won't want to mention it, but there is a link in your blog if anybody still wants to donate any. But yeah. you can cut this out if you want to. But oh, now I've said that, you're going to feel obliged to cut it out, are you? <laughs> I hope you don't. But anyway, um, I've got a few more questions. Well, um, and one here I've just written linear hardness, um, but I suppose what I mean by that is uh, nothing fruity. Um, it's wondering whether or not the, the the tiredness and the difficulty that you felt was linear all the way along, or whether there was a a moment where the the tiredness and the difficulty just yeah. shot up. That kind of
1: thing, yeah, it definitely um, it definitely shot up a bit after freshwater, mm. um, and there was also the bit after Motterstone, which was around 17, 16, 17 miles. Um, I, I, you know, there were definitely what def-
0: was the cause of those two, you know, what were the was it terrain? was it sort of psychological?
1: I suspect it was fueling. I suspect yeah. I hadn't had enough proper fuel in me, yeah, um for the sixteen seventeen for sure, because I kind of got really hard to that point, and then when I saw you and I had those ham sandwiches um after about i don't know ten fifteen minutes, maybe even a little bit longer, I started to feel a bit better and a bit more energetic and then and then I think it was just the sort of drudge of uphillness towards the end, it was just Yeah, and the very finding draining. the
0: extra mile.
1: Finding the extra mile was, was tough, yeah. 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 I'm not cut out for that.
0: Um, And apart from finishing, what was your favourite moment on the whole course? I mean, you could leave out leave seeing me. Yeah. Leaving me? Seeing me?
1: Seeing you was really, really good. Yeah. I don't think you can underestimate that in an event like this, something like this. Seeing people mm. that you know, you who know you and who care about you. It's definitely a high point. Um, the monument at the start mm. was lovely. I'd said all along, I don't want to walk up to the monument at the start. I hope they don't make us walk up to the monument at the start. And then we did it. And I thought, I'm so glad we did that. It was so great. I'm, I'm really pleased we ticked that off as a point. Mm. Um, that was really lovely. Coming into Carisbrook was really nice as well because it was just such a joyful atmosphere. Yeah, um, Walking away from that felt a little bit of a flump, mm. if you like. Back um, to
0: the, the grind. Yeah. Mm.
1: And then coming out of Brightstone Woods and seeing the, the white cliffs by the needles and knowing that was the finish point, that mm. was lovely. Um, I can't say that the finish was a high point because I was really grumpy.
0: <laughs> yes, you were. Oh,
1: I was so grumpy. Yeah. But it was nice to get my medal, and it was absolutely amazing to sit down on that grass and lie my head back onto that cool, lovely, cool grass, Mm. and take my shoes and socks off and know that I didn't have to put them back on again. So that was lovely, but Mm. I was walking through the finish, kind of like Cowfield steps, extra mile. (laughs)
0: There's a lovely picture of you giving two fingers to me yeah. <laughs> as you were walking down towards the village. But I think I prompted you to do that anyway, you so you probably wouldn't have done it otherwise. I can't imagine I I'm would. No, too much of a lady. <laughs> um, and one more question: like, if you had a piece of advice for anybody who was thinking about doing a, a long-distance walk, mm. what would that bit of advice or bits of advice
1: be? I I think. Um, The socks thing is really lovely. Changing your socks, it's a really nice feeling, um, but just be aware that for the first five minutes after you've done it, you'll be more aware, I think, of where the hot spots are on your feet because Mm. I I guess just because they're fresh and dry, there may be a little bit more friction on there, but then they will just make you feel much better. So that's awesome. Um, I think Carrie proper food with you yeah. <laughs> don't rely on just in case it doesn't happen for whatever reason yeah. carry proper food with you yeah.
0: don't take any textbooks that <laughs> walking textbook that you insisted on taking I told you not to but
1: I mean I had things in my backpack still that were unnecessary really and I didn't need and I, I definitely could have done without them
0: like, and I'm not joking you're a three pin plug for your charger
1: and my house keys <laughs> you never know um there is something on my house keys that relates to my dad so i I kind of liked having a reason, that. I it, kind of liked yeah. having those with me um but I also had one of these things um portable battery things that you can charge a phone from which I took with me and I didn't need it at oh. all um and I definitely could have relied on you giving that to me at some point, so yeah. but yeah, I think the the most important thing really is to just um walk it the way you want to walk it and enjoy take some time to enjoy some views and moments that don't don't feel like you've got to hurry through it, and I don't think I did. I definitely took photos and enjoyed it. I wish I could have enjoyed that final three miles a bit more because it was the most spectacular bit. Yeah. And I couldn't really fully enjoy how beautiful it was because I was so tired. But yeah.
0: Cool. Well done. So um I don't know whether or not we should come back to this later. I was gonna just ask you about what what's your what's next on your list. But we could do that under Hopes and Dreams. Let's do end. that later. Yeah. I've
1: talked enough.
0: Okay. Well, I enjoyed hearing about it again, even though I was there. Um yeah, so um Uh, We've got a a couple of contributions. Yes, Um, we have
1: indeed. One is quite a gentle one, just a little short one about the sheepy shuffle.
0: Yeah, so um, Wind Assisted um, just sent us a little, how would you describe it, just a a little snippet. Yeah. Like a a little lock of hair from her half marathon. Yeah. Um, So here it is and uh, make sure you're ready because it's quite quick.
2: Hello Fetchies, this is W A. There's been a lot of sheepy shuffling going on recently and I thought I'd have a go at adding some commentary. It didn't go quite according to plan though so I found somebody that could do it a lot better than I can. Take it away guys!
0: sheepy shuffle medal um yeah. about a week ago as well and uh, and the skittles as well which were amazing yeah so thank you
1: yeah the sheepy shuffle is an absolutely brilliant event nice virtual event that you can do i did it as a walk as part of my training for walk the white yeah and um, i'm donating my medal to um wine legs so that she's got one for each twin oh. uh, so uh, they're going to get my medal and um Wine Legs did loads of the walking training with me for Walk the White, so Mm. massively grateful to her. It felt really, really, really strange starting Walk the White without Wine Legs and her dog. um, because we've done so many long walks together. Um, but I really kind of I knew the support was there virtually Mm. from from her and from the other Bedford Fetchies. Text messages and yeah, Yeah, really lovely. Yeah, really. Sorry, I brought it back around to that again. Oh, liked, oh for goodness sakes. That's okay. Um, the other um, contribution we've got is from Scribbs. Yeah. And it's about her park run that she did recently as part of
2: a long run. Cool. Hi, Fetchies. It's the Scribbler here. And I'm currently at Spanish City in Whitley Bay, um, heading towards the start of the Whitley Bay park run. Um, It's only the second time I've done park parkrun since it returned and today's going to be a little bit different because um, I'm doing it as part of my training run uh, for the Great North Run and I've already run nearly five kilometres to get here. (laughs) Um, So it's going to be a very long run and uh, parkrun is not really going to be fast. Um, I've just paused all my watches. Um, yeah, I'm wearing two watches for some reason. Don't ask why. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to walk to the start and we'll be off in about sort of five minutes. Um, hopefully I'll report back to you after part run and maybe after I run the three miles after part run back home. See you later.
1: Hi,
2: Fetchies, It's the Scribbler again. I uh, just finished the whitley bay park run last time i ran park run was at town Moor in the center of newcastle and this time i've come a bit closer to home to whitley bay which is a really nice park run out along the coastal pass near spanish city head towards st mary's lighthouse um it's a two lap run there's a couple of bit of hills in it but really good really enjoyed it today I uh, kept it quite steady uh, because it's part of my long run and uh messed up the start of my watch, but I think somewhere around 33, 34 minutes, which is by no means my fastest, but not a bad pace for three miles into probably a nine or ten mile run. Anyway, uh, I've just headed away from the finish of the park run. And I'm going to set myself going again And uh, Start running And walking home um, To finish off Today's long run As part of my half marathon training Speak to you later Hello fetchies It's the scribbler Um, At the end of as many miles as makes about 10. Um, I'm just finished my run and uh, I'm just walking home. I don't know if you can hear, but when I started my run, it was just a bit drizzly. And now, yeah, it's absolutely pouring it down and I'm soaked so I'm just walking up a hill called uh, Tanner's Bank up from the quayside I slightly extended my run back from Whitley Bay Park Run this morning Um, I didn't run directly home because as I got close I thought if I go home I might just be a bit short of 10 miles so I'll run along into Time Mouth, uh, up Priory Hill down the other side of Priory Hill and along the Fish Quay and that'll give me 10 miles and I was about right um, the fish key as it implies is down by the river and once you're down by the river there's only one way back and that's up so I really didn't want to have to run up Tanner's Bank which is a hill that people do use for hill reps (laughs) after about 10 miles so I stopped my run down on the quayside. Oh, I've just made it to the top of the bank and I've got another, well, maybe just shy of half a mile in the rain before I get home, get dry, get some hot chocolate on, I think, today. Anyway, it's been a good way to get my 10 miles done with a park run in the middle it certainly helped helped to keep me motivated and on the way there and on the way back I've been listening to the Fetch Everyone podcast Um, particularly enjoyed the member of the month interview that Flying Scotsman did with Half Pint was really Good to listen to as I was running along. So I thought I'd record my little contributions to the Fetch podcast. Um, hope you're all keeping well, Fetchies. Um, I know some of you, like me, are starting to prepare for races, starting to see people, maybe taking a wee holiday. Whatever you're up to, and whatever the weather. Um, hope you're having a great time and uh, all the best.
1: Thanks, Scribbs. It's really lovely to hear from you and nice to hear that you got back to your parkrun and enjoyed it and well done on your training, your long run. I think you did nine miles, if I'm remembering correctly, in total. Um, and I've experienced doing my long run with a park run in the midst of it, and it is quite a nice way of doing it. it. takes the pressure off a bit, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, all of a sudden you're kind of surrounded by people, yeah, and yeah. Um, they look at, look at you and you're all sweaty. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and thinking, exhausted. Well, what's yeah. wrong with this guy? We've only just crossed the start line. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice having that company. It really takes your mind off it.
1: So. Yeah, and good it's luck good. with your half marathon training. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Um, so I wanted to mention um, a couple of things. Um, so on the homepage at the moment, there's a link to the Dr. K Cup. Um, every, and this is the fifth one that we're doing. Um, and we do them every year around about the end of September, start of October, that kind of time Um, It's in memory of Dr. K and all of the other fetchies that we've lost in the last uh, 17 years since the site's been running. Um, Dr. K was a massive parkrun fan, so it's a 5k run on Saturday, so you're welcome to do it at your local parkrun if you want to. Um, But the actual entry uh, process involves you um, putting in your um, estimated time for 5k, and then you must not look at your watch or use any kind of assistance for your pacing and try and run exactly the time that you predicted. Um, and you, so you can do that at Parkrun, but what uh, the big word of caution I would throw in is that you must make sure that you've run at least 5K. Um, your watch will start saying 5.00 from 4,995 4, meters onwards if it shows two decimal places. So you might end up with only 4,995 meters. Um, and if your is a little short, you might end up with shorter than that. So if that's the case, please crack on until your watch is showing at least say 5.01K just to be on the safe side. Um, and then Fetch will automatically smush together all of the, the information and show who got closest to their prediction. Have I said everything about it? You've said that?
1: nearly everything. The only thing you said was you can do it on Saturday, but it's on Saturday, October the 2nd, not yeah, this Yeah, not this Saturday. Not this Saturday. Very,
0: thank you for for noticing that. Yeah. yeah, October 2nd. Um we have I think over 100 people signed up. Last year we got uh, 150, I think in the end. So if we can beat that, that would be absolutely brilliant. Um and I'm going to start sort of mentioning it in a bit few more places around the site. Mentionitis. More, yes. Yes. Yes, I will try to suffer from that. Um, And the other thing I wanted to mention is um, ConquerSize. If you've not played it before, um, go and have another look. I've done some usability stuff on it this week to try and make it a bit more um, easy to to use on mobiles. Um, And I'm sending out a guide to everybody who's signed up to our. Um, weekly newsletter list, so look out for an email if you're on that list. And if not, just come along and find Size. it's under Games. And there are two main goals in Size. The first one is to explore as many zones as you can. Each zone is about a, a mile square, um, so that's goal one. And goal two, um, every time you run through a zone you get points, and the person with the most points in that zone is the owner of the zone, And they can call it whatever they like. Um, And I wrote a blog earlier on this week and pulled out some of the funniest names Mm -hmm. from uh, conker size zones around the place. Uh, And there's some absolute crackers around there. So have a look at my blog if you want to see some cool names. And not just the stuff that I've written, but in the comments as well. People have been sharing their favorite uh, zone names mm. um and get stuck into the game as well. Do you know how many zones you got when you ran I across don't. the other, you walked across the other way?
1: I don't know. No. Lots? I got lots. Yeah. And I got some that were unnamed, so I got to name them. Cool. Um but how long I'll hold on to them for? Probably not very long. But yeah. yeah.
0: Did you call any of them hurty stabby want to finish now?
1: <laughs> no I didn't actually. There were I didn't mention this but there were people running the walk yeah. the way. Right. Yeah. There
0: was one lady quite uh, annoyingly who was walking, running up the white scar yeah. and turned around and ran back down it again and then carried on and then ran back up it again yeah. whilst we were walking up it uh-huh. and I saw her at the finish line eating a burger or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to hope my wife doesn't see you.
1: She's probably only done half of it, let's, let's say that, to make ourselves feel better.
0: Either that or she's an ultra runner trying to <laughs> get the miles in before her next event yeah. and good luck to her, I suppose. But yeah. at the time you just think, oh, yeah. No, I I've, yeah.
1: I've actually found it really lovely seeing the runners. Yeah. It was really nice. And a lot of them kind of were in little packs. And yeah. that was really nice as well. So yeah. it, was, it was lovely to see the runners and re- also really impressive because it was not easy terrain at there all. Was a,
0: there's a small bit of me that thought about wanting to run it. Yeah. And then I thought about not wanting to run it. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> might be the most sensible If option, you ever but... do
1: think seriously about running it, do the second half. Because hmm. it's tough. It's tough enough to make it much harder than a normal half marathon. Plus yeah. the fact that it's probably more like 15 miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Yeah. I would I would say that, and you get all the lovely views and yeah, nicer underfoot as well.
0: Will you get me an ice cream? Yeah. Okay.
1: I, I will get you one in fresh water. Lovely. I would just like to mention a blog, and it's almost like a preemptive watch out for this blog because um, the amazing Helegant has uh, just been part of a relay team that swam the the channel, and just incredible stuff. Um the the thing that's really incredible about um Heligant's team members, uh, they they have a combined age of over four hundred
0: and thirty. And there's only two of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's the PS on her blog, is is it a four-person relay? Um but the um the the team hang on the team organiser um who is also the oldest, I think. Yeah, so he's the oldest, he's the team organizer. 81 years old, and he got to swim the last bit oh, and stand up, awesome. on, stand up on the beach. And just bearing in mind that he has to use poles to walk because he has balance problems. And yet he was part of a team that swam the, uh, the English Channel. So amazing. So she has blogged a couple of bits, little bits about it. But I believe she's going to write a bit more about it as well. So look out cool. for that. because I'm very excited about it.
0: And are you still planning on doing a blog about your your adventure as well?
1: I'm going to blog about walk the white. I think. Yeah, I'll try to. It's just yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? You've got to have the energy to, yeah. to get it all down. But it might just yeah. be a mainly photo blog or something like that with a few comments.
0: Yeah, they're they're really good to look back on. They remind yeah. you of different things. Though. Yeah. You know, even if you just do private ones, if there's anyone listening who's thinking about blogging. Yeah. Even if you just do them for yourself. Even yeah. if you don't even do them on fetch, just write something down. Yeah. And look back on it sometimes. reminders. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. So what about your hopes and dreams for the next coming year?
0: Oh, well, um, I ran eight miles this morning and, and I've still got sort of quite serious paranoia going on about both my legs at the moment because of like the repeated calf things that I've had going on um and they were okay during the eight miles um I'd say I was listening out for every every tiny creak and groan Mm. um but you know they they feel all right now they haven't reacted badly I might change my answer first thing tomorrow morning but Mm. I really just want them to Bugger off now and and just sort of behave themselves. So that's one one hope slash dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I have signed up to do the Hastings Marathon half marathon mm-hmm. in um, March or April. Um, so I would like to be able to do that, um, and the Newport Marathon, which was originally the uh, spring 2020, and then it was autumn 2020, and then it was spring 2021, and then it was autumn 2021, I finally pulled out of that <laughs> at the fourth attempt um, because I just wasn't, um, you know, in the right place with my training and my calf had gone and all that. So um, I'd, I'd like to think there's a marathon in there somewhere in the next mm. uh, year or so. Yeah. Um, but building up to that is, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And just for everybody to get along world peace well just just fetch peace okay would would be a good start but okay. I think I think we're mostly there
1: yeah,
0: yeah How about you um
1: uh, yeah, I would say it hasn't quite come together completely in my mind, um but definitely swimming swimming is the goal for next year, yeah, and I think I would really like to conquer Coniston mm. um because I've semi conquered it um in a three fifths sort of way. Yeah. Um and I'd like to I'd like to conquer it completely. And I really, really enjoyed the blogs that came from the Fetchies that had done Coniston. Um and it makes me want to to tick that one off the list.
0: So you've done what was it three point two five or three point five? No, just
1: three. Three miles. Just three and, three flat miles. And
0: End to end. They're all pretty flat in the lake. And end to end five and a quarter, isn't it? Yes. So yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So, are you thinking of this September then?
1: No. Do you mean just this September now?
0: The, the one that's coming up, not the one that we're in, because it's been and gone, hasn't it?
1: Well, we're in it now. Yeah, I what know, we're but... we're talking about.
0: I mean the next constant event you mean that you year? can do, yeah. Yeah.
1: That is the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah. A year's time. Cool. Yeah. So, I've got to get better at dealing with the cold. Yeah. Because that was my real downfall last time, because I was absolutely frozen, <laughs> Got to do something about that. Not sure what. Any any tips, cold water swimmers? Yeah, give me a shout.
0: I mean, you you you're making it sound as though you you weren't able to deal with it at all, but you did fantastically well. And yeah, you were shivering like a like the proverbial. But yeah, um, but you did it, and you coped with it. And yes, it was cold, but yeah. So you just need to enhance that ability. Yes enhance this yeah
1: yeah so that something like that but i would also be really happy to go and do one of the this of devon swim events as well if they happen to be on mm. i'm not sure what's happening with the outdoor swimming society at the moment so it'd be interesting to see what happens with them um and uh, you know still pushing myself gently towards those ross edgley shoulders uh, not his shoulders exactly mm. like not pushing myself towards his shoulders because that would be weird yeah. but to gain those shoulders for myself. No, hang on, it's all just sounding weird. (laughs)
0: Have you seen Frankenstein? (laughs) Cool, well, I I think you can do that. Okay, good. So, you've been listening, unless you've got anything else to throw in. God, no. no, I think
1: we've done more than enough.
0: You've been listening to season two, term one, episode one of the this... The this. Tranche of fetch everyone weekly podcasts um if you enjoy it don't forget to subscribe we're on apple podcasts and spotify and all those other places where you can get podcasts from and if we're not on your podcast service let me know and i'll try and make sure we get listed on there um we also love getting your contributions um so if there's something you want to record and send in for us we'd love to hear that so if you've got a race that you've you've done or you're planning to do or whatever and if you want to do us a little training diary where you sort of mm. report in every every few weeks and let us know how things are going yeah um that would be that would be pretty cool um so and or whatever we we love hearing anything um, we
1: literally take anything
0: yeah or if you've done a big event and you want to talk to us about it and we'll we'll put our our recording up of you talking to us we could do that as well mm-hmm. maybe um, I'm looking at Katie mm-hmm. you alright with that? Mm-hmm. All right with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay um, so thank you very much for listening um, so if you do have a contribution this is all coming back to me now um, you can re- just record it on your phone and email it to podcast at com, um, and that'll be it awesome thank you very much for listening you've been there
1: I've been here
0: and we're on our way talk to you later Bye. bye